0: I'm Amy Joe Martin. Welcome to the Why Not Now Show. You know that thing you've been thinking about doing? Yeah, that one. Why not now? Have you ever actually taken the time to ask yourself, what's stopping me? Let's talk it through. This is your chance to give that idea the attention it deserves and take action. Each episode, I have a chat with a fascinating person from entrepreneurs to athletes, celebrities, my parents, rocket scientists, and all walks of life. We talk through a critical time when they've asked themselves, why not now? We dissect that day or even that moment, step by step. Public service announcements in the event that you are not yet in our private Facebook group. Just head over to Facebook and search Why Not Now Private Group. We'll let you into the community. Excited to have you join. I've been going live in there answering questions. We're talking through literally how to get from idea to action and specific scenarios and situations for you, our listeners. And so it's just a great place to connect with like-minded people, feel that community, and also there's lots of different exclusive things that are happening in there that you'll want to check out. If you're like me, you spend a little time on Instagram, wink, maybe a little bit more than a little. We have recently launched a Why Not Now Instagram account, so that is where you will make sure you hear about every episode that has been launched, previous episodes that we want to make sure we have on your radar that you may have missed, and um, everything in between. So make sure you're following us over there, and of course... Feel free to come and chat with me and connect at Amy Joe Martin on my personal account as well. And just a quick heads up: that the Renegade Brand Boot Camp that I offer is now open for enrollment. Our 2019 program kicks off at the beginning of February. And you can head to renegadebrandbootcamp.com if you'd like more information. This has been one of my favorite things about 2018 is to launch this program. It's a mosaic of women that I curate and bring together. It's equal parts education, collaboration, and accountability to get from dreaming to doing. It's all about doing. So if you are interested in learning more, just head over to the website, renegadebrandbootcamp.com. This will be the only program I offer in 2019. And hit me up if you have questions. Happy to answer them through direct message, through email, or whatever makes sense. And there's a lot of info and a video on the website too. It's hard to believe we're at the end of 2018. And looking back at this last year, there have been so many key moments on this podcast where guests have said things and it's just completely clicked and resonated with me. And I also asked everyone in the private Facebook group, the Why Not Now private Facebook group, what was your favorite episode? What resonated with you? And got a lot of feedback. So we've collected a combination of my four favorite episodes and yours. Actually, they were very aligned. (laughs) I'm not surprised. These four guests are just some of my favorite people, period. (laughs) So first off, we have Martha Beck. Martha Beck is known as Oprah's life coach, no big deal. She's been in the business for more than 30 years. When I asked everyone, what was your favorite podcast episode this year? Her name kept coming up and up. She definitely said some things that have shifted the way that I think. So One of the things that she talks about is this concept of why not now not being so complicated. Oftentimes we do complicate the decision that we're about to make, the complexities of, you know, the reasons why we shouldn't or can't and the excuses. But she frames up her take on why not now to where it's very simple. So as Martha says, if you want to do something and nothing's stopping you, do it now. Do it now because we have a pretty short span on this earth, and why not live as many adventures as possible? Don't hesitate. So here's a clip with Martha Beck, and if you want to listen to the whole episode, head to episode number 90. It's titled, How to Do What You Love with the People You Love in the Places You Love. Can you tell me about a time? when you had a big decision to make and you had to ask yourself, why not now? We'll talk about that day, that minute, that hour, that season, and dissect it a little bit.
1: Great. Well, I have been, my the history of my life could be summed up in why not now. Um, I tend to be somebody who leaps into new experience sometimes to my chagrin, but um, right now I'm surrounded by moving boxes I've been living on a ranch in the California woods for several years and one day my family and I got talking and I was saying I I really need to spend some time on the east coast to write the next book I'm planning and we all started saying that sounded like a a nice thing for the future and then we looked at each other and said why not now and this was about mm, three months ago and we're moving we're in the midst of it now
0: Whoa, that's a big one and that's a that's yeah. a quick pulling of the trigger. So it was a conversation, was it one conversation? What green lit it?
1: It was one single conversation and um <laughs> that's as I said, that's sort of how I live my life. I figure you know, we've got a very brief span on earth and I'm here to have as many adventures as possible. So when an idea comes up and those who love each other all feel the same impulse to act, mm. I don't hesitate. I didn't hesitate buying this huge ranch in California, where, which I spent literally on my 50th birthday. I bought a ranch with all my money, which is not the best financial <laughs> strategy you could have. But I knew in my bones that I needed to to live in the woods for a while. And and I knew the place I wanted to go. And once my family was in, boom. And then, yeah, we all were just sitting around chatting. And it was time to move again. So why not now? I know that may sound kind of anticlimactic
0: compared to some other decisions people make because it's so matter of fact for me. It seems to me, is would you say it's kind of like a muscle that you've built a mentality over time? Or have you always, yeah. yeah?
1: Yeah, it's like I always, I've been saying to clients, you know, I've been doing life coaching for like 30 years now. And I used to say to people, look, if you don't want to do something and you don't have to do something, don't do it. And it's interesting how many people took that as, Shocking, startling new wisdom. If you don't want to do something and you don't have to do something, then don't do it. It was like, wait, blow my mind. So the converse of that is if you do want to do something and there's nothing stopping you from doing it, do it. Do it right away. You don't know what tomorrow's like. like. I've been in this field of I didn't know what to call myself when I started seeing clients. I called myself a life designer. And the idea was we lead our lives, we create them with what we imagine and then what we dare to do. As Helen Keller said, life is either a brave adventure or nothing. So most people just imagine more of what they've experienced because they've been trained not to think bigger than that because society benefits from people staying small. And I was kind of raised by wolves and never learned that lesson. (laughs) So it's just been, hey, if you want to do something and nothing's stopping it, do it now. Do now. it right now.
0: I also just love what you said. When those who love each other don't hesitate, then you do it now or you make the decision now. And that was, you know, that really struck me when you just said that because it's, and you, you use the word love. And I've never heard, and all the people I've interviewed about this question and dissecting this question and the mentality and operating systems, the word love in there is such a powerful igniter and green lighter. (laughs) Not that I'm, that sounds very poetic, but (laughs) wow, that's interesting.
1: Your life should be doing what you love with the people you love in the places you love. And if it's not that, then change it now, right now. Like change it to be just a little bit better. And then there are times that you'll be able to change it hugely. But we practice with the little things. You know, and I make this decision a thousand times a day. What is my heart telling me would be even better, you know? Would it be even better if, you know, I went out and covered myself in birdseed and let the chipmunks and the birds land on me for an hour while I meditate? Like, you know, anything, anything that comes to mind. Like, live your life from that creative space, and you'll have all kinds of adventures, and that's what we're here for, isn't it?
0: Yes. Oh, it's really exciting to hear the energy in your voice and your zest for life. I was just remembering
1: something that happened when I was 20 that really nailed this in place. I had just gotten married and moved to Singapore with a guy I had fallen in love with at Harvard, and uh, he was going on a... And a fellowship to Asia, and I was like, Why not now? So I married him and left the next day for, uh, to live in Asia for a year and a half. And we had a friend at this Chinese university where we were studying Chinese, tall, red headed, beautiful American college student. She was just gorgeous and wacky and so full of life. And I saw her at a New Year's Eve party, and I realized I hadn't seen her for a long time. And I said, Hey, Where have you been? And she said, well, I had to lose 10 pounds. And I just decided that I was going to stay in my dorm room, except for classes. I was going to stay in my dorm room and not let myself leave until I'd lost the 10 pounds. She said, I've lost the 10 pounds. It was the worst three months of my life. I'm ready to live. This last year sucked. The next year is going to be great. The next day she was killed in a bus accident. And I kept thinking... What would she have done with that three months if she'd known they were her last? You know, life is short. Eat dessert first is my motto after that.
0: I could listen to Martha all day. And if you want to hear that whole episode, again, it's episode 90. You can go check it out. Next up, we have Jen Sinchiro. She was living in her garage in her 40s, and she became sick and tired of being sick and tired. She started writing. Actually, first she started learning and doing a ton of self-personal development. And she, she wrote New York Times bestsellers one right after another. She has become the author of the last couple of years. You can't go to an airport bookstore without seeing at least one of her books And she's just on fire. Jen talks about money. She talks about how it's okay to talk about money. We're finally in a place in 2018, 2019, where this conversation is being accepted and it's not so taboo. We should be talking about it. And one of the key aspects of making money and not feeling guilty about it is giving yourself permission. So she has made a lot of money, and she did not have any money prior to that, which isn't that long ago. She talks about how to navigate this situation and the difference between wanting something and deciding something. So here's Jen. If you want to listen to the entire episode, head to episode 103, and it's titled How to Be a Badass at Life and Money. So money, you are, even in the first, well, the You Are a Badass, the first one, you talk about it being okay to talk about it and let's not make it so taboo and it's okay to want to make money. Can you talk about your relationship with money a little bit and how it's evolved and just some of the tips and takeaways from that second badass book?
2: Well... First of all, money was the reason that I ever picked up a self-help book in the first place. Because I was, you know, I was I was doing a lot of things creatively. I was in a band. I was traveling on a shoestring, but I was traveling. I was I was living a life that I liked. Uh, but I was so broken, as you mentioned earlier, I was living in a garage in my forties, and um, so that was the very obvious second book for me to write after You Are a Badass, because that was what my whole trajectory was around was money. And I truly believed that if my ass could get rich, other people totally could do it too. Because I had spent my entire life steeped in beliefs that it wasn't available to me, that I sucked at it, that it was wrong. Like I had every single excuse in the book not to, to get rich. And so I was really, really excited to write about that and yank people out of their stupors who could relate to some of the stuff I was going through. So that's where I lived up until my 40s and then I started reading then then that same thing like why not now I made that decision and it actually had a lot to do with my trip to India which is why I brought that up in the beginning actually is cuz when I got back from India uh, which was something that scared the living crap out of me going all the way to the other end of the planet by myself where I could just disappear in a poof and nobody would know what happened to me. It was such an amazing adventure and so exciting. And it lit me up so big and bright that when I got back, I thought I would be grateful for my little hovel of a garage just to have that after having been over there. But it did the exact opposite because I had faced one of my biggest fears and I had tapped into a huge part of myself that I had never really tapped into, which was this adventury nomad-y part. And I came back and I was like, I'm getting a better place and I'm gonna be traveling my ass off and I need money to do all of this. So that was a huge catalyst for this waking up to doing the money thing for me. And so I started reading self-help books and I started going to money-making seminars that were really uncomfortable for me because, again, (laughs) I was still really snarky
0: about the woo-woo. Hello, my name is Jen Badges, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) All the, the name tags and all that stuff. And honestly, the most important part, and this I found so much in my coaching career too, the most important thing I did when I decided to get rich or make money or whatever you want to call it was give myself permission and i have found you know i've been a coach for over 10 years and that really is what the job of a coach is is giving people permission to be whoever the hell they are and to go after whatever the hell it is that you desire and when it comes to money it is such a loaded topic and it's so dirty to say out loud, I love money. I want to make lots of it. Like that is so loaded (laughs) Mm -hmm. that so many people stay in financial struggle because they refuse to even look at what that means. Mm -hmm. They just immediately shove it in the closet because it's so dirty and gross and they don't want to be that kind of person. So the biggest first step I made was to give myself permission to get out there and make money
0: and you weren't comfortable with this idea of investing in your personal development at first right but that's clearly definitely
2: not what but set it was free
0: <laughs> yeah well it was from that decision
2: you know i talk a lot about the difference between wanting something and deciding something you know when you want something you quit the second it gets too hard or too expensive or too risky but i had decided that i was going to get out of financial struggle and start making lots of money and That's when, you know, opportunities to fly to some you-are-a-millionaire conference in Las Vegas. I had to pay for the hotel room. I had to pay for the ticket. I had to pay for entry. I did it. I found a way instead of coming up with a, a zillion excuses why I didn't have time or I didn't have the money or whatever. And same with hiring coaches and same, you know, same with every single step I took was just like this, oh, man, I so don't want to pay for this. I don't even know how I'm going to pay for this. It was always a shove. But if you're serious about changing your life, you can't be afraid of that moment that is seems impossible and something you so totally don't want to deal with because that's outside your comfort zone. And mm-hmm. that's the place where the real change happens.
0: Mm-hmm. There's so many taboo topics here, money, personal development, or self-help. It's just the semantics around some of these things, even um, you know sometimes meditation and mindfulness and uh, I used to think they were just such, you know, fluff, and now I realize how much of a strategy these things are. It's incredible. So, you even talk about in the toward the end of the book, you talk about um, getting very specific about money. So, with when people listeners right now, let's say they have a "why not now" idea, a lot of the times, what's keeping people from going from idea to action, they think, is money right? Mm, From mm -hmm, quitting or stopping something and starting something new or even investing a little bit into something. It could be anything, but a lot of times money's involved. So for someone who says their excuse or their reason is, I can't because of money. What's the first thing you would say to them? Okay.
2: So you can't because of money. So let's pretend that I have a gun to your head and you have to come up with this money to do whatever it is that you desire to do within the next 48 hours or it's over. The things you, and I'm not talking about doing anything illegal or you know amoral, but how would you push yourself differently? How would you put yourself out there differently? What risks would you take to get that money in your hand if it was a life or death situation versus I wanna start my own business? And it's amazing what people do when they have to.
0: We tackle the most taboo topics on the Why Not Now show. Oftentimes, you're hearing guests share things they've never shared before. In the spirit of things we don't typically talk about, you should know that the Why Not Now show is supported by Poopery, the original before you go toilet spray. It's magic. My friends at Poopery have literally taken the smell out of you know what. This pure blend of essential oils stops bathroom odor before it begins. Visit Poopery.com and Why Not Now listeners get 20% off with code why now. That's all one word. And you can hear the story about Poopery in our interview with founder Susie Batisse. That's Why Not Now, episode 28. Poopery is also available at Target. I just love how unapologetic Jen is. And once again, if you want to listen to the entire episode with Jen... It's episode 103, titled How to Be a Badass at Life and Money. Marie Forleo is up next. Marie was named by Oprah as a thought leader for the next generation. She's the creator of the award winning online Marie TV show with more than 38 million views. And we talk a little bit about that inner voice and its ability to help us make good decisions. One thing that if you've been listening to this show over the last year or two years plus, you'll hear a constant thread and theme of how intuition, how tuning in and that inner voice really is a strategy, how it's a GPS and it guides you, it's data, and it's a science. So as we're making a why not now decision, that voice is critical It's your best friend. It's your guiding light and your GPS. One of my favorite lines from Marie and one of the things she believes in, her philosophy is start before you're ready. Just get started. Start before you're ready. We are going to spend the vast majority of our lives working. And if you're doing something you don't love, quit. Start before you're ready. That's some advice her father gave to her. And oh, it's so true. So here's Marie. She is episode 89 if you want to listen to the full conversation with Marie Forleo. Wow. So first of all, this is a young age to be realizing this. How how self-aware were you um, to be able to hear the voice? I didn't even know there was a voice at that age, the little small voice. So question for you, when you – I've heard so many people, listeners say, you know, I feel like I'm chasing a promotion I don't even want. But it's just what you do because you think you should. And there's that carrot and everyone around you encourages you because you're kind of in your maybe zone of excellence versus genius. And so did you have a lot of people saying to you, Marie, go for Vogue. Oh, my goodness. This is such a big break. And how did you deal with, you know, the even loved ones? Um, Were there a lot of opinions and voices that were circulating the inner voice? You know, that's a great question. Um, So
3: I will get to that answer, but I first want to lay the foundation that ever since I was a little girl, my mom had taught me about the still small voice inside. Now, she taught me about that in the context of keeping myself safe. So I grew up in a time and in a place in New Jersey where I could, once I reached a certain age, walk to school. Right, I could walk to school Mm -hmm. by myself. And I really wanted to do that because I've always been this very independent spirit. My mom didn't want to let me do that for obvious reasons. And when I finally said, no, 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 I'm old enough to do it, she said, okay, well, then you have to really listen to me now. You have a small voice inside that's always going to help keep you safe. And it's going to direct you onto where you most need to go in this life. And it will help guide you especially when I'm not around. If anyone ever pulls up in a car and asks you to come or they try and like talk to you and that little voice speaks up and you don't feel okay, I need you to walk, I need you to run, I need you to just really listen to that because it's designed to keep you safe. It's designed to guide you to what's best and highest for you. The reason I'm telling you this, Amy, is because I heard that message so often throughout my entire childhood that I began to train myself to listen to what's happening inside of me. So, by the time I got to Wall Street and heard that voice, and then I heard it at Gourmet Magazine, and then I heard it at Mademoiselle, I was so used to listening to that voice that when the promotion for Vogue came up, I don't even know if I told my parents about it <laughs> because they had <laughs> been on this roller coaster ride with me. And especially my dad, he was one. That told me, when I was on Wall Street and I was crying on the church steps one day, um, and I called him because I felt like such a loser, I also felt incredibly guilty because I am the first in my family to go to college at all, and I know the sacrifices my parents made to even put me in school. And to think about quitting was just, I, I wanted to just roll up in a corner and, and die. And so when I called my dad to tell him that I was thinking about quitting, again, this was on Wall Street, and I'll take it back to the Vogue question in a moment. But when I called him to say, I'm so sorry, I don't want to be a disappointment. I don't know what to do, but I'm feeling I'm getting physically ill coming to work every day. I don't know I can do this anymore. My dad told me something that forever changed the trajectory of my life. And he told me this, you are going to spend the vast majority of your life working. You need to find something you love. If this isn't it, quit. He told me, he's like, I'm not worried about you paying your bills. He's like, you have been working since you were nine years old. We kind of couldn't stop you from working. So I'm not really worried about you keeping a roof over your head. But if you don't learn this lesson now, you're going to find yourself in 20 or 30 years hating your life. So do whatever you need to do, quit, but take as long as it takes to find something you love and when he told me that amy joe it really shifted something in me so when that vogue promotion came around the biggest voice i had to contend with not it wasn't outside of myself it was internal it was my own fear it was my fear of not being able to make it my fear of not knowing what the hell i was doing my fear that i was so young and by the way My logical mind, Amy Jo, was like, who the hell is going to hire a 23-year-old life coach? You don't know shit. You haven't even lived life yet. Like, what are you doing? So my internal voice was louder than any external voice. That was just my experience. I know for some people, family, friends, and that external pressure can actually be really challenging to navigate. But for me, it's never been that. It's always been my internal voice and that internal fear and self-doubt.
0: As I'm listening to you, I'm thinking through, you know, the times that I've s- seeked outside perspective, advice, whether it's for business or personal, whatever it is, and the times I haven't. And when you first started explaining this, you said, I, I don't even know that I said anything to anyone because you just knew. But you knew you were also having this conversation with yourself, but you also knew. I realized those times where... I was so sure. I I didn't even think about asking anyone. Yes. And these other times, I'm asking everybody, especially I'm thinking about a recent business situation, and that should be enough of a sign. Well, let me ask you: Do you think that's potentially a trigger, or a sign that we should tune into if we're if we're seeking so much outside advice that maybe the situation in general, like our intuition, is saying, hold up. If you your answers are inside.
3: Yeah, I think it can be an indicator. I don't want to discount the value or the insight that other people can bring to us because I have certainly had many times in my life where I am, my goodness, I drop to my knees with appreciation for the mm. clarity and the reflection and the insight that people I love and really trust have offered me in times when I have felt confused. But I do think that as a society, and this is a very broad general statement, Amy Joe, I don't think that many of us have had nearly enough training on how to listen to what's happening inside of us. We don't trust ourselves enough.
0: Oh, absolutely.
3: So I do think it's a dance. I I do think that, you know, if if we have the courage to slow down, to be still. To be silent and to be brutally honest with kind of our first response answers or like what we really feel, oftentimes it's there. We're just afraid to say it. We're afraid to face it. We're afraid what the repercussions could mean. If that means ending a relationship, if that means moving across the country, if that means taking a big risk, you know, there's so many kind of outpourings that come from listening to our truth but I think uh, we all have it inside. So to answer your question, I do think that it may be almost like a little checkpoint, right? Like if you if you really need to ask that many people, just slow down for a second and say, do I really know the answer to this and I'm just asking for other people to confirm it, or am I legitimately like gosh, I really don't know and I really want to hear some perspectives from people that I trust. I trust how they live their life, I trust how they run their business, I admire their character and who they are and At the end of the day, ultimately, I am going to follow my own internal guidance on what to do in the situation, even if I've gotten all of the advice from exterior people.
0: And again, if you want to hear all of that conversation with Marie Forleo, it's episode 89 titled, Why You Should Start Before You're Ready. Last but certainly not least, we have Danica Breisha. Danica is a personal friend. And she is a constant source of motivation and inspiration for me, as well as many, many others. Danica was in six figures of debt living in her parents' garage. That's a theme among these four. We've had at least two that were living in a garage. She made some pretty big shifts, and they were inside shifts. And now she lives in complete abundance in all categories. It was a 180. She talks about this in this episode and this clip of how you don't have to know exactly how you're going to get to your destination, but you do need to be crystal clear on what that destination is. We also talk about how social media, social communication can be an incredible accountability tool. So you probably often hear me say, if you want to take the island, you burn your boat. You hold yourself accountable. So that is actually a Julius Caesar quote. I did not come up with that. But it is really applicable for the concept of why not now. Do something to hold yourself accountable today, to green light this decision and turn this idea into action. And social media can be a tool used in that way, holding yourself accountable, sharing with your fans, your followers, your audience, your friends, what you're about to do and what you're doing now, because that is a form of putting it out there and not giving yourself an out. If you want to hear this entire conversation with Danica, head to episode 70. It is titled, Living in Surplus, From Six-Figure Debt to Abundance in All Categories. Here's Danica. I would say I like know I was in my apartment
4: and I can almost remember like the wall I was facing and putting that post together. Um, I also printed out flyers with my face on it and like my Instagram food and put it in my, um, my apartment building as well. So it was kind of like, this is what I want to share. This is important to me. And I was, I had gotten a job working, working at a juice shop in the meantime, just to make some money, which doesn't add up when your rent's like three grand a month and you make like $8 an hour. It doesn't necessarily add up even if you're working all the time. So, um, sure. so I was determined to do something else. And, and I think in that moment, I just thought, I just thought, like let's put it out there and and the net will appear. I'm a really big believer as as cliche as that is the leap and the net will appear is kind of how I've lived my life in the last few years. And it has not steered me wrong whatsoever. It's always been about, I'm going to commit to something first and then I'll figure out how I'm going to make it happen. So I'm very much of the mentality that, Uh, We only need to know where we want to go, not how we're going to get there. And so that sort of guides all of the choices I make, whether it's my coaching program I just launched or this event series we're doing now. I kind of just was just like, let's do this and then we'll figure out the pieces. So I think if we can kind of learn to trust in that and just trust in the idea versus the process, like trust in the idea before the process, I think a lot of us will just go for things you
0: know,
4: without sort of all the anxiety and worries and fears that come up if you start thinking about how you're going to get there.
0: Mm, that's so good. And that, so social media, the Instagram post was a big portion of, of your why not now moment, it feels like, because you were actually putting yourself out there and going to have to be accountable <laughs> to whatever the result was and and putting yourself forward. It's It's really cool to see, and I'm noticing this more and more, not only with the show, but Also, some of the other things I've been doing on social recently is people are using social as an accountability tool or as a feedback loop that really helps them get over that bridge from idea to action. And it just happened this week, actually. Sometimes I'll just post on Twitter, hey, I have some free time. Is there anything I can do to help anyone? And it's kind of selfish because... I'll do this sometimes when I need a lift <laughs> and mm-hmm. help by helping. Obviously, that's how it works with serotonin is you end up helping others and you feel good too. And this this gentleman said, yeah, I finally got this book deal. It's a hybrid publishing book deal, but I can't afford what it costs to actually put the, the book into motion because you still have to pay. And this was just over Twitter, and I was like, have you thought about crowdfunding? And he said, I've thought about it, but I'm just scared. And we talked it through a couple tweets, a couple other people hopped in. The next thing you know, the next day, he's created his Kickstarter, and he's already like 30% of the way there, and it's day three, and he has 30, 27 more days to go. And it just... Oh, my gosh. It's these little things where it's amazing how this technology gets such a bad rap for good reason at times, but that was a big portion of what helped you start your business that's now uh, generating, you know, some amazing revenue. And it's not just about the money. It's where your purpose, your passion, and your skill are colliding. So that intersection is the true currency. And it's, it's really neat how you've used some social media like that. Thank you. I mean, first of all, I
4: love that story. I think that's so powerful. And I love, I'm going to have to take that from you and, and uh, offer that that up to my community as well. Um, but it really is incredibly powerful. You know, I grew up as someone who didn't talk about my feelings, who wasn't in touch with myself, who like hated the idea of being vulnerable. And it took me a lot of work, especially because I struggle with food so much. I finally learned that. I was using food to shove down the things I didn't want to feel and the things I didn't want to talk about. And, and so when I started talking out loud to this community, which actually felt a lot less vulnerable to me to speak to thousands versus to speak one-on-one with someone. for So at that point in my life, it was just kind of like, I'm just going to start sharing. I'm going to start sharing my food journey. I'm going to start sharing the financial struggles I'm having, always with a positive light, always with an optimistic tone. But this is the real stuff. And I think I found that the more I share that realness, the more people are, um attracted and, and can relate and are, are really engaged. So it's been beautiful. And this total, you know, social media has been the key thing that has grown our business. You know, after once I start I did model meals very small scale in New York and then just couldn't really make enough money doing it that way to stay stay there so I moved into my parents apartment where I lived for two years in Southern California so I lived there for two years after this whole New York experience and only just recently just under a year ago was able to move out into my own place um, was able to pay off the six figures of debt I'd gotten into so it just takes time but that why that why not now moment there and a bunch of little ones to follow and you know before are the things that had I not done them, I'd be in a very, a completely different place. So, so I think I take that, like, I'm not, I think my lack of, um, my procrastination skills in terms of doing things actually feeds me, serves me really well in the, in this space of why not now, because I'd rather just commit to something and then figure it out. And I think that's, that, that's the thing that, you know, I just, I'm coming back to it again, but really if we can just decide where we want to be, commit to that, and then trust that we'll get there as long as we're just committed to the destination. I think that's the only thing that we really need to do to, to take action.
0: And again, if, if you want to hear more of that conversation, I encourage you to do so. It's definitely a favorite. Episode 70 is with Danica Breisha. and you can go back and listen to that. Wow. So there are four incredible women who have had quite a journey. I hope that you enjoyed learning from them as much as I did. I want to thank you for joining me on this ride over the last year and uh, being there for me. I know personally there's been a lot of shifts and just evolution on my end, and I can definitely feel it on your end as well. I absolutely love the conversations that we're having on social media and in the private Facebook group. It's truly a joy and a dream for me to get to do this. So you make it possible. So thank you so much for listening, for subscribing, and and sharing these episodes. It means the world to me. everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. Hit me up on social media to let me know what you think. I'm at Amy Joe Martin on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And I want to hear your why not now moments so I can share them on the show. Just send me a note to why not now at amyjomartin.com for show notes and other offers. You can visit amyjomartin.com forward slash why not now And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email newsletter for exclusive content and announcements. A big thanks to Rock Salt Music for all of the tunes by the talented John Coggins. And of course, a hat tip to Richard Gruer for editing and producing the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, why not now?